Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how you doing? I'm good, Bill. How are you doing today? Doing great. Hey, Aaron, how are you doing? Hey, Bill. How's it going? Ah, see, we've got a surprise guest, Aaron, here today. We're going to make him a regular, just like Nora. Uh, <laughs> and this is this is totally Aaron's fault. We're doing this because Aaron got on LinkedIn the other day and put a poll on there. And what did we do a poll about? Our ongoing argument of what is the proper term for a suit that you wear that is active and robotic in nature, similar to Iron Man suit from Marvel. Right. And oh boy, did we open a can of worms. We oh, ha- we not have just opened. a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> a 55-gallon drum worth of worms. Oh yeah. And yes. and, and this this worm ha- these worms have been bothering us and challenging us for let's see uh F48 has been around. Our committee F48's been around since 2017. Me and Roger Bossman have been working, started working on terminology for exoskeletons a year, maybe two, year and a half, two years before that. So we're, we're way over five years where we've been trying to figure out, one, how to define exoskeleton, and nobody has yet figured out how to define exosuit. And so the can of worms is fully open and we're flooded by them now. Yep. Yeah. Because as of this morning, as we record this on February 8th at about 10 a.m. Eastern time, the poll has already gotten over 100 results in. We're going to run it for a little bit longer. So these numbers probably change by the time of publication of of the podcast. But we have two runaways right now. Mm. Exosuit, which I know Nora's going to have a lot of words oh, about. I need to take a Pepsi. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and and powered exoskeleton. Nice. Those two seem to be our clear favorites right now. And what's interesting is like terms like wearable robotics and robotic exo is not right. being favored by many. So, Bill... Why do you think that? And then we'll get to Nora of well, and her. and <laughs> and why why is it even surprising, right? So because you know we all well at least I do. We read these academic papers that are published, and a lot of those papers have wearable robot or robotic exoskeleton or some term similar to that. Uh, we even saw uh, like in a a paper from uh, Europe, human ex exocorporeal system as the name for it. So there's a ton of different terms out there. And so why, why powered exoskeleton or exosuit? I, I think because of the way we did the poll and because we focused people on the Iron Man suit that may have shaped 
how people are answering to this. That's what my guess is because, you know, my thing also is like, what's the simplest way to talk about this? And what's the simplest way to capture this? You know, Mm -hmm. because here's the struggle we have, and we've had this for five plus years. What is the real difference between saying exoskeleton versus exosuit? There was some arguments early on that said, well, an exoskeleton has more rigid hard parts to it and an exosuit is mainly soft. And that has blurred many, many times over the years because it's like people say, well, if you say that, how, what percent of an exoskeleton is rigid versus an exosuit? Give me a number and nobody can give you a number. And so that's the great debate right now. And then, okay, if we define what an exoskeleton is, and we say exosuit is something different. How do you define that? That's what's killing us right now. Absolutely. And I agree. I think we might have lent the poll when we said Iron Man suit to give the poll takers some kind of idea. And we did make it very clear that this is an unscientific poll. Yeah, true. true. Uh, uh, Starting uh, out with that fact. So we started out with that. This is unscientific. But it does definitely show how language matters, right? how words matter when it comes to how we describe some of these things. So, Nora, what's your take on this? Because we know, we know you don't really like the term exosuit, <laughs> and I think that the audience might want to hear your, your thoughts on this. So this is a very interesting conversation and poll, and I'm not going to lie. As soon as I saw it go up, I immediately had a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) Now, keeping in mind that I am coming from absolutely no scientific background. I'm not an engineer um, of any sense. I've never even been in an exo. And... So this is coming from the pure anxiety that I have as staff when we talk about terminology and new committees, because as you, Aaron and Bill have said, making sure that our standards are international and that we are all speaking the same language is very difficult. And I have actually started noticing this coming (laughs) over the last year because with our committee f48 it's always been exoskeleton we've never defined exosuit we actually decided to table well the members decided to table the discussion for reasons that bill said we just couldn't identify what we meant when we said exosuit and our standards don't refer to them as exosuits. They're exo, they're exoskeletons or exotechnology. And we even went as far as our members doing a look, an analytical look into Google searches as to how many times people look up an exoskeleton versus an exosuit. And it really showed that exosuit searches were kind of falling off. They were lessening. They were not as large as they once were when the committee was developed in 2017. 
Now, over the past year, with the meetings that I have been able to join with international organizations, they have been calling their powered exoskeletons robotic exos for some time. Right. This is not anything new, but from being, luckily being the staff manager for Committee F48 on exoskeletons, and the staff manager for Committee F45 on robotics, automation, and autonomous systems, you can see where making sure that our terminology is correct for our exos and our robotics committee can get kind of confusing if we're going to start calling these technology robotic exos. Right. So as the poll was coming in and the numbers were coming in, um, I could literally feel the heartburn <laughs> of the conversations. Good, don't get me wrong, good conversations that our members are going to have to talk about because, um, you know, they've brought up before, there's a difference between what the industry is calling these and what they recognize as versus what the media is calling them. Right. And, you know, I think that's really important as well that we are understanding that it's not just industry, it's the media, it's the commercialization, it's the consumers. Um, and, you know, the heartburn that's caused that I right now only have an hour planned for the terminology group <laughs> to discuss <laughs> all of this in April. Right. Um, but obviously fantastic conversations. I'm loving this poll. I think it's a fantastic opportunity from here to hear, uh, you know, the unscientific opinion. And of course, about 26 seconds ago, I just indicated that why not just call it a powered robotic exoskeleton suit? Because then we have everything in there. Oh my gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, well, let, let me ask a different question. So how much robotics does it take w before an exoskeleton becomes a robot? Where is that line? Where is the line where it shifts from being an exoskeleton to a full robot? I have a, I have something in my mind. What do you guys think? Aaron, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for that. And I, I, that, I think this is going to be where the committees are going to have to really find that defining line mm -hmm. of when does a exo whatever we're going to call it cross into more of the robotic world and i think it's going to probably come down to who is in control right of of the suit is it a robot ai that is making its own decisions which I think has very big ramifications if you're wearing this right of of are you in the loop as a human in mm -hmm. that situation or are you not in control and i think that's somewhere in that threshold is where you we're going to define that crossing point because <clears throat> i think one of the biggest things as we look at science fiction and the marvel universe where a lot of this a lot of our, our, our poll answers are coming from in a way is we, we see in those movies when that technology can go haywire, when right 
the evil robot takes over or something's just not happening correctly. So I think that's going to be the deciding point of who is fully in control of whatever it is. And if you're wearing it, I think that's also going to be a very critical component to this. But I do find it very interesting of how so far in this poll, and (laughs) still ongoing, of how the term robot or robotic is actually not in the lead. It is very still focused on the EXO. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely think what we're seeing in the poll is folks still, even if the suit has robotic components, it still should be referred to as an EXO in some way and not as a robot. Hmm. Even though it has more robotic components versus a passive exoskeleton or something like that, so that's where I think it's going. But it does, it does. I think Nora hits it very much on the point. This is going to open up some very interesting conversations, not only in F forty eight around exoskeletons, but also F forty five on robotics and where where is that meeting point going to happen? Is yeah. going to be where of of where is that line? Right. Nora? What Nora. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I've had time to think about this, right? So I so in my untechnical opinion, I would have to disagree with what the poll is showing. Only because well, for a couple of reasons. When I think about an exoskeleton, it's even if it's powered or it's active, the human is still the one that is propelling it forward. The exo is not making a human walk. It's not making them lift their okay. arms, move their fingers. The the If we're talking specifically about the Iron Man suit, especially now, I, I love the one individual that brought up uh, Milton Walker. as to which Iron Man suit we're talking about. So I'm talking about the new ones that just came out, the new Marvel movies with (laughs) Iron Man. If I'm taking that into consideration, Uh even though it it is somewhat of an exo, in my opinion, I feel that it's more robotic because the, the suit has an AI component to it. Correct. So there's... There's points where, you know, Tony Stark comes out of the suit and the suit performs on its own. And Exo can't do that without the without the human. Now, what I've seen without the human in the Exo, the Exo is just equipment that's sitting on the floor. But in the Iron Man example, when Tony Stark leaves the suit, the suit can still do things in one of the last movies. I mean, the suit kind of still fought as mm-hmm. just a suit, which to me, that's that's a robot. Um, so I would have to say <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with the poll. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'll also give back to Milton Milton's point in mm-hmm. his comment as well, is he also points out like uh, the big power suits that were in Alien that right. yes. rode around in. And he very much made the case that, that that's a powered Exo in his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think between what you're saying, Nora, and what Milton's saying is is that, and I think again, that's a very clear definition of 
when the human is not in the suit, can the right. suit continue to do something? Yes. And I will agree with you. If the suit continues to do work minus the human, that is a robot right. at that point. So, yeah, I think I think we're both correct of saying that it is what the role the human plays and what can the suit do with the human and without the human. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so Bill, what's your thought on that? So my, my initial thing was I was going to go down the lane of saying, you know, this is about how autonomous the suit is, uh, which is, which is about who's controlling of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, this discussion has made me rethink that, that way of sort of putting a line in the sand, right? Because mm-hmm. exactly what Nora brought up with, you know, once Tony's out of the suit, it can still function. So in that sense, it's it's a robotic suit. Tony may have some control over it or some mm-hmm. influence over, but it's able to do something by itself. And what I see, at least in my mind, with what I think of more purely an exoskeleton is it has truly a, a symbiotic relationship with the user. It cannot function on its own. Now, could a suit be an exoskeleton and also a robot? Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's what we've got going on here with Iron Man. But we don't have mm-hmm. that, as far as I know, in our exoskeleton world right. yet. Yep. Right, yes. So the, yeah. <laughs> so, the, so now the whole thing is we're all now opening up the Spider-Verse and Venom. And oh, my God, yes. So wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. What about, <laughs> ba- what about Batman? Come on. Yeah, Batman that's a whole has a great different suit. Come survey. on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we have to we have to do that survey for sure. Yeah. And but, but I go ahead. But but I think this just again brings up why we do this in in the standards community. Why we have these discussions because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, words matter. Right. Yes. That's true. And and we have to be very focused on when we describe a piece of technology, we're in agreement of what it that we're all sharing a terminology. So, folks, as, as Nora brought up, of end users know what they're getting. Yeah, they know what they're what they're purchasing. They have certain expectations because of the words that were selected. So, it, this is this is a fun one. It is a headache and a half, but it is this is what we do. So, if folks ever ask us what we do here at ASTM, these are the kind of conversations we're having all the time. Yeah, how do you describe these things? You know, we say we help the world work. Well, part of helping the world work is we help people communicate, and that's a huge thing these days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I have yeah. something. I have some fun homework for you guys if you guys have never seen this. So, oh boy. <laughs> and and my my friends over in the UK will be totally on this because they probably all have seen this. Go look at the Wallace and Gromit episode, "The Wrong Trousers," and you will see. Yeah. A, a very cartoonish example of what goes wrong if you're in a robotic uh, pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Well, I have to thank you guys for my lack of sleep last night thinking about this. Anytime. As well as other, you know, Marvel and DC characters that have similar suits and cars and vehicles and everything else. And, um, <laughs> oh boy, I'm really hoping that that's, Pull takes a turn. 
Well, we'll see. It's going to be fun in April when we're uh, talking about this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. You guys take care. Thanks so much, Aaron, for joining us and for, you know, everything that you have brought thus far via communication and all the other help you've brought to ASTM. It's truly making a change. Thank you, guys. And ready for the next grenade. All right. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.